Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and this week I have Katie Thurston on the line. Katie was obviously on Matt James' season of The Bachelor, then was our bachelorette, got engaged to Blake, then dated John, who she sent home week two. Then took a little bit of a break from reality TV, only to now be starring as one of the three leads of F-Boy Island, which comes out October 16th on The CW. I got to watch the first two episodes before I talked to Katie, and I thought it was a really fun interview to dig into why now was her time to return to reality TV, why F-Boy Island, and what the hell she's doing on Bachelor in Paradise in that promo We talked a little Blake, we talked a little John, we talked a lot of reality TV in general. So without further ado, here is my chat with Katie Thurston. Katie, we have a lot to catch up on. Um, Miss F-Boy Island, we need to talk about that. And can you first just explain to me and to anyone watching or listening who is not familiar with F-Boy Island, what is this show? Basically, three women get to date a variety of F-Boys and nice guys, all self-proclaimed, but all secret, you know, for the first uh, few weeks of getting to know them. And at the end, there is a $100,000 cash prize on the line for each girl. Sorry, I can hear it echoing. I don't know where that's coming from. Um, I think it stopped now. Um, And so at the end, if I pick a nice guy, we split the money. If I pick an F boy, then he has the choice to take all the money and run or potentially be reformed and split it as well. So it's part dating show, part game show, a lot of mind games. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. It's very, very interesting to navigate because you think you know a guy and then later on there's a reveal and then you're like mind blown. And why was this the show that you were like, you know what, because you say you're in it for love and I believe you. But why is this the show that you thought, one, maybe the love could happen. But even if it doesn't, I'll get an interesting experience out of it. Is that part of it? Oh, there were so many different things. I mean, Nikki Glaser being the host obviously was a huge pull for me as someone who's chasing my own comedic dreams. Um, I watched season two after the fact when I was invited and said, "Okay, well, let's see what the show's about. And watching it, it was so hilarious, satirical almost, that 
it was just such a different experience from my bachelor experience, you know, and I was looking for something a little more lighthearted. So yeah, there's a chance I fall in love. There's a chance I win money. There's a chance I make new girlfriends. Like it was just like a win, win, win all the way around. And what was it like kind of being a a co-lead? Obviously coming from being a bachelorette where you got a lot of decisions to make. Were you guys working together? Like when you're doing those like bottom twos, is that like we have to strategize or we are we sometimes you know, throwing someone under the bus to try to help our girl out. Like, tell me about that, because it's kind of a fascinating behind the scenes part of the show. Yeah, I would say it felt like almost every day we were writing the names of the guys on these little scraps of paper and just like shuffling them around of who we were for sure. Like he has to be an F boy. There are people that were on the fence, you know, and as people got eliminated, we're like trying to do the math. Like, okay, how many F boys are left? Which even then we were wrong. So (laughs) every day we really are just working together and talking about our own experiences with the guys. And when you started filming, were you triggered by the first, can I steal you for a sec? Or the first here for the wrong reasons? Because I was like, oh, these are terms that Katie's familiar with popping up here. I will say, I think the first thing that stood out was the the stealing or or the, I don't know how to explain it. It's different. Mm-hmm. On on Bachelor and Bachelorette, it's, it's very quick. You're almost always like looking over your shoulder, expecting to get um, snagged away. During F-Boy Island, I felt like I got to have so much uninterrupted quality time with these guys, even on like group sessions where I would just forget, you know, it it would feel like 20, 25, 30 minutes later. And then finally another guy's coming. I'm like, oh yeah, there's other guys here. Okay. That's a huge difference then. If you more, a little bit more organic, even though there's a game show element of it, do you feel like the dating part or getting to know someone is a little more organic than maybe a bachelor situation? 100%. I mean, it was, it was such a normal experience in a very unnormal, you know, there wasn't a lot of um, outside interference, you know, it was just like, whatever I wanted to do or say, whatever the guy wanted to do or say, we just got to do. And so that was really fun to just like exist in our reality of like what it is like to just have a conversation. If we were on a date, you know, outside of this F boy Island, what was your biggest like F boy quality slash red flag going in? And did it change throughout the course of trying to figure out these guys? I mean, the one thing I thought of right away was like, I just feel like this rubbing of your hands is like a F boy thing. Totally. I don't know many nice guys that have that, like, I don't know that, that movement. Yeah. <laughs> um, but honestly, going through the experience, um, it's all self-proclaimed. So these guys have different definitions of why they have chosen to come in as an F boy. So it's all everyone's, you know, different definition. There are some F boys that end up being, you know, maybe pretty nice guys. So you really just got to like see how it kind of turns out at the end. Yeah, that is it's, it's it, the idea that they label themselves is also very fascinating because it caused some self-awareness to like consider yourself an F-boy. But then I think some of them are probably turning it up like because I'm coming in as an F-boy and others, it's just at their core that they would act like this, whether they were potentially winning money or not. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a moment where you meet a nice guy and then he's anything but a nice guy. So it's very obvious when it's self-proclaimed, you know, yeah. people are playing into it. People think they're nice, but they're not. People think they're F-boys, but really deep down, they have a, a good heart and they really are looking for love. So it's just fun to watch these guys kind of like navigate and grow during their time on F-boy Island. Obviously, you were on The Bachelor, you were on The Bachelorette. So you've had reality TV experience. You might think that's like an advantage, but it could also be almost a disadvantage if you're, was there any part of you that ever like worried about your own judgment or like questioned yourself? Because in the past, you know, you thought you found the one or you 
thought you made the right decision and maybe looking back, you were like, oh, I was clouded there. So as where it probably had some strengths, were you ever like, can I trust myself? <laughs> because before I thought I was right, but maybe I wasn't right, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, this time around is very different because I've had my experience, which also means not only can people be on the show for their own experience, but then maybe they could be going after me for, you know, dare I say it, the wrong reasons, Yeah, you know, because oh, I have a platform now. So it's like more securities, I think were present in my, in my, dare I say third time now on a reality dating show, um, because I have gone through it, you know, and I don't know who's trying to use me to get to the end and, and experience that, you know, five minutes of fame or whatever. Was it empowering to kind of step in front of the camera again, though? Because obviously you did it. You kind of took a little time away from the camera. You were doing comedy. You you're still working. You're still out there. But now you're back and it's in an environment that you, you know, you clearly felt comfortable in or got comfortable in. Was it like when you were filming it where you like, oh, I'm so glad I did this. Like this was the move. And were there ever any points where you were like, why did I put myself through this again? I definitely did not have any regrets going into it. And even at the end, I was on such a high, which was such a different feeling compared to my you know, other experiences. What I loved is this time around, I knew what I needed to feel good in this environment and to make it a successful experience, you know, for my journey. Um, and, and the executive producers allowed that. There was just very open uh, conversations about how we can work together and make this a good thing for everybody that's involved. And I really feel like that happened. Was your line, I'm just never going to, I'm not going to get engaged again. That was like when you were, I don't know if that's even, I don't think that's the F-Boy Island premise, obviously. Um, and there's maybe that not having that pressure hanging over it is helpful. But is that something, I think it's something you might have said in like the first episode, you were like never doing that again. Is that kind of where you drew the line of, you know, you're going to open up your heart, you're going to try, you're going to see, but like, we're not going to maybe make a commitment like that on a show. You know, all I want to say is you can have your expectations, but they say never say never. Okay. So I'm just going to leave it at that for now. Oh, that's a good tease. Um, what reality show was Vince on? They don't he was you. on the one that got away. Oh, and what was, what's the premise of that? You meet with your um, someone. I didn't get to watch it away? fully, but it's um, it's misconnections from your life. So uh, whether it was an old high school friend, whether it was a coworker, maybe it's like an Instagram fan. Like there was different um, versions for all these different contestants because it was a, a group of them who were going to kind of like have a, a second shot at love with these misconnections. Okay, because that was interesting to have someone else who had been a little bit in the reality world. And clearly you guys gravitated towards each other for other reasons too. But that was that was a highlight for me. Um, yeah, I, I felt definitely a little more comfortable on that first night with Vince because he gets it, you know, whereas a lot of these other guys, it's like their first time. So there was definitely um, that initial spark for sure. I have to ask you without naming names, unless you want to, because, you know, sometimes, sometimes we do. <laughs> um, what percentage of your Bachelorette contestants do you think are F-boys looking back? Oh, gosh. I would say 75% probably. 75? Do you want to change after the show? Maybe they came okay. in as a nice guy. Ooh. Things change. Things change. Who's in that 25% nice guy? That's an easy name to give. Who comes in your mind when you're like, I'll give him a nice guy? Thomas. New dad Thomas. And that was one that maybe people would have thought was an F-boy, but now we know is a nice guy. And that's the crazy thing about reality TV is at the end of the day, it's all just a show. And, and you know, in the real world, we are who we are. So very happy for him and Becca. Congratulations. Yes. Very exciting. Okay. I have a few like catch up with Katie kind of rapid fire questions for you, including um, when was the last time you spoke to or heard from John? 
Oh, actually, a week ago. Oh, breaking news. <laughs> I didn't respond though, but um, my girlfriend who's in Washington happened to see him on the dating app. So uh, he had, <laughs> through the grapevine, he found out that I knew that. And he was like, yeah, I was in your hometown and wanted to say hi and let you know. And then I just didn't respond. And you're at <laughs> but the- there's no bad blood. We're good. No bad blood. No bad blood. So he, he didn't care about the, the joke about the paying back of the van. That went over okay. <laughs> we're just we're so beyond the van talk for sure yeah we've we've moved on very good very good um what was the biggest thing you learned from your relationship with john and your breakup Ooh, um don't hard launch too early (laughs) i Uh, think when you're in such a public public spotlight i think you do have to keep things a little closer to your heart and and private and protected maybe longer mm -hmm. because as fun as it is to be public in the happy moments, it's really hard to go through a public breakup. Yeah. And was that a fear in going on FY Island that if you did end up with someone, you'd be in another public relationship and have the Instagram sleuths trying to figure out when and where you are and questioning every time frame of how often you're posting and where there's smoke, there's fire, <laughs> but is there? And it's it's a mind game on the on the journalist end, on the fan end, on the you guys, your real life you're real people, but like, sometimes we forget, like, was that a fear? <laughs> yes. I mean, I had already made the decision before F boy Island. I was like, I'm never going to publicly date again. I really wanted to keep that protected and private. And now I'm doing the exact opposite of what I said. So, I mean, it just goes to show you always have a plan and then, and life laughs at you and, and changes that course a little bit. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, speaking of that, we do see you pop up in the bachelor in paradise teaser. We don't know why you're there. I'm sure you can't tell me, but all we know is that you say in the trailer, I don't think Blake's going to be happy that I'm here. Um, How, what can you tease me about how that goes, why you were there and where you are with Blake now? I will say going there, it was going to be the first time him and I spoke uh, for the past two years. Mm -hmm. So I was very nervous uh, over everything else just to see Blake. Um, Where we are, I mean... You'll have to tune in and find out. I, I did recently share, though, I forgot to stop sharing my Uber rides with him. For the so past funny. two years, he's been getting the notifications. So we're at least on talking terms. And I, I found that out and have since turned that off. Yeah, that is very funny that you discovered that. And I feel like they give Blake a hard time for, you know, three bachelorettes, whatever. I, Claire Tasha was kind of one, so whatever. But now you can say, you know, three times a show, too. Like, it's okay, everyone. Like, sometimes... We just keep shooting our shot and it's fun and you learn stuff from it. So justice for Blake a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, at this point, we're all just trying to find love however we can find it. Oh, my God. Um, Was there ever a part of you who wanted to go on Paradise as a contestant or was that a definite no? No more Bachelor related shows. Uh, I definitely thought Bachelor in Paradise was never on the radar for me. And then you'll have to see kind of what happens. But basically the opportunity, I just, I couldn't turn it down, you know, and I'm very glad I went. But again, like you, you think you have this plan and then things change. And so I just, I got to stop being so confident in my decisions because obviously (laughs) that hasn't been working out for me. So with the John relationship, we learned maybe don't hard launch. What was the biggest takeaway from the Blake relationship? Ooh, I mean... That, that one's a little tougher because it, I just, we lived in different countries during the pandemic. I think we were just already up against a lot. So you just got to find someone who's willing to put in the work. And that's not even to him or myself. It's just in general, like long distance is hard and, and maybe not the right choice for someone like me who really wants like a, a hands-on in-person relationship. 
And what can you tease about your ending? What is what would be a few words that you would use to describe the end of FY Island for Katie? Oh my gosh. There's good and bad tears at the end. Um I think I just have to leave it at that. That's it. There's there's good tears and there's bad tears. Okay. Sad tears, maybe. <laughs> and what tears? Sad. Sad tears. Okay. Good and bad tears. So we'll get, you know, maybe a mascara deal. Um, the, a lot of emotions. There's a lot just of so emotions. much happening. Do you feel like you can even use the word journey anymore? Like, is that one of those that is tainted? I used it in this interview yeah. already. And it's, it's like a trigger word of like, my my PR training as a as a past bachelorette, you know, journey, not experience. And it's just every time I say it, I just I kick myself. <laughs> no, I, I registered that. Um, that's funny. Okay, and these are some questions for that we're asking all of our favorite reality stars here at Us Weekly late, lately. Um, and the first one is your best memory from your time on reality TV. When I say best memory, what immediately pops into your head? <laughs> Honestly, it's Tommy getting to come with me for the entire season of FBoy Island. That was huge for like my mental health, my peace of mind, everything. Is something like that something that the Bachelor franchise would benefit from? Like giving any of their leads a little sense of normalcy? I, I can't imagine you had your phone necessarily, but something like a cat or something that would help you. Oh, yeah. I think if a future lead has a pet, if they can accommodate it, they definitely should because it just... It just helps and, and keeps you kind of a little sound <laughs> going yeah. through all of the chaos. Um, what advice would you give yourself, um, your past self, on day one of filming your first show? As in Bachelor? Mm -hmm. What would you tell that, Katie? Oh, my God. I mean, it all worked out for her so far. So I don't really know if there's much advice. Um, I would say push harder on your own decision making. Ooh, I think that leads me into this one of best and worst advice you've ever received from a reality TV producer. Ooh, um, let me think of that. The best advice I got, <laughs> he said, date someone who's funny enough to be a comic, but smart enough not to be one. Okay, okay. <laughs> Which I thought was um, pretty funny. Um, the worst advice I ever got, um, someone from a, a different show had mentioned to um, not engage with some of these smaller fan accounts you know these people who recap or love the show and i find those people who run those accounts to be some of the best people so i've i ignored that advice and i've since um really enjoyed getting to know you know the fans you know behind these um, big pages oh that's a good answer i never thought about that because social media is a whole other beast with reality tv as obviously you know better than most um, but there is the positive side to it. And if you find those positive ones, if you can laugh at the memes, I'm sure it's a little bit easier than just focusing on all the potential crazy stuff out there. Exactly. Um, what reality series would you love to appear on, even if just for one episode or two? Mm, there's so much reality TV now. I don't even know. But it would honestly, it'd be whatever Elon Gale had coming out next, because I owe him my firstborn child at this point. So if he has a new show coming, he can give me a call. Perfect. And the last one is, who do you consider to be the reality star of the year? Ooh, you know, I will be honest, I'm not as in tune with all the reality TV shows, but I'm going to go with my girl Charity. She's on Dancing with the Stars now and she's killing it. So I'm going to go ahead and vote for her. Oh, that's a good answer. Have you, did you keep up with The Bachelor world or do you dabble? Like, obviously, you know, who's what, or are you going to be tuning into The Golden Bachelor? Do you like to watch it? Is it like, how do you, where do you feel about that? Yeah, this Thursday, I'm actually going to the premiere that they're hosting. So I'll oh. be there with other Bachelor in Paradise alums. So very excited. 
uh, definitely so intrigued by Golden Bachelor. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, just always excited to support all the franchises I've been on and all the people who continue to make appearances. Well, I love it. I'm so happy you are back on our TV screens, Katie. I think this is a really fun show. I had never seen it before and I watched the first two episodes to talk to you. And I, I'm just, it, the, the men were really just in good and bad ways were blowing my <laughs> mind um, about dating in, in this, this world. Um, so shout out to you guys for taking that on. Um, and I'm very excited for people to see it because I do think um, it's the same Katie, but it's definitely like confident Katie. Like, I feel like you got, you know, the bachelorette can can break someone. And I feel like you're like back in full swing. I don't know if you agree with that, but I hope you do. Yes, I feel I feel like I'm in a great place. It was a great time for them to call me and invite me on the show. Well, I hope to talk to you again soon and good luck with the best of your press day and the premiere. And I'm sure we will be in touch. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.